right, everybody. Welcome back for this week's edition of the Fresh Takes Podcast. Our last edition of being under a year old. I, of course, am Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing tonight, bud? Would that be a season finale? Is this the season finale of I the mean, season one of the Fresh Takes podcast? Is, a, is it technically a season if we just continuously go all year round? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's a it's a short off season. You know, it's only it's a week. It's a, a good point. It's a it's week. A very good point. But it is the final episode of the first year. Yes. So exciting stuff. A lot has um, changed since. Yeah, we've gone through some some changes here. You know, obviously we'll we, we'll we'll get into that more next week as we reflect. Know. You know, a little bit and yep. all that fun stuff. But, but I'm doing good. Yeah. But uh, with that in mind, we'll take a look at the topics for today. Um, sure, the list may seem short, but, you know, we're going to end up talking. I think well, it's been a while since we've talked about MLB, and we got that on the docket for today. Um, a lot see, of stuff to get to in there. And I see Rotten Tomatoes did, like, our new segment, Fresh Takes. They, fresh Takes, they, yes. They've yeah. told us to Final bring it take. back. So uh, we got we got that. Um Nick, I don't think I told you what mine was, so I guess we're going to be surprised for you a little bit, but, you know. That's fine. But for uh, the viewers and listeners like at, a viewer. for home, you know, uh, yeah, Nick's one of you guys tonight in that regard. So, Four yours. Uh, obviously, the NBA and NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals will discuss a lot of uh, could interesting be, stuff going on in th- both series, <laughs> really. Could this be the last episode of us even discussing it, other than recapping it? I think for the for the Stanley Cup, it could be NBA Finals. Yeah, NBA Finals, it could be too, technically. So yeah, Monday, right? Yeah, it would be Game Five. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, definitely, we'll see on that regard. Should be interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of fun this episode, and it's a season finale. One of us we'll might die. It. Whoa! Whoa! That but took a dark turn. Might have turn. some twists, you know? I'm frightened now. I don't know what to do. Perhaps we should just go to the first topic. Yeah? <laughs> well, let's, let's do it. Yeah, so um, we'll start with the NBA side of things because uh, we got some juiciness going on over there. Do we? Well, <laughs> storyline-wise, we do, I think. Yes. Um, Something to talk about. Yeah, so, you know, if you were to ask, I think, anyone who the X Factor in this series would be, they probably would have said Curry or Clay. That's a boring or answer. Kawhi. No, it, it's been Pascal Siakam so far. Um, game two for him was a little bit more quiet, obviously. Draymond stepped up. But game one for him was fantastic. Draymond did, did step up, obviously made some adjustments, couldn't stop everything Pascal did. He was. Uh, Still a man on a mission in a lot of cases in game two of that series. But I think, you know, the main um, main storylines are kind of how, like, Kawhi and Pascal are kind of this two-headed monster. And uh, me with my in-year dubs because I just, you know, forget letters sometimes when I type. But uh, the injuries Uh-oh. kind of uh, are becoming a big storyline for the Warriors a little bit. Clay has uncertain for Game Three tomorrow. Uh, obviously, Durant's still out. Boogie came. Boogie's back. 
Boogie's back. Even Iguodala has a calf. Yeah, Iguodala's hurt a little bit. He's, but he's going to play. He's been bugging him. Uh, Curry was sick. I don't know if you count that as an injury, but you know, if you ask certain people of the Jordan era, of course it's an injury. So, oh, I've, I've played basketball <laughs> sick one time. It sucks. I was say, I've played many sports sick. I played, it's not fun. It's not fun. I played basketball for pretty much a whole entire month with pneumonia and didn't even know it one time. Like That was terrible. Yeah. Especially basketball, you're running. But you want to know what? You want to what, Nick? We made it through it, so you want to know if you're sick. I don't think it's a big deal. No. So either way, um, you know the the interesting thing too is it's these games have been kind of fun to watch. You know, the, the past couple finals, uh, you get into some of these games where it's just <laughs> the Warriors are just gassing uh, the Cavs and. Toronto has been able to kind of keep up with them a little bit better. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with probably just the way um, I think Nick Nurse kind of allows them more. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it like a free flow of the offense, but it seems like everyone's kind of touching the ball on a possession. Um, obviously, Kawhi facilitates bulk of it. Um you know, I think I noticed, you know, with game, in game two was how often uh, Siakam had the ball uh, kind of being the facilitator on that front, too. So you have a lot of different guys kind of getting looks. You know, Marcus Saul was a facilitator a lot in a lot of, the, like, the uh, drawn-up plays. So, you know, it's been interesting on that front to kind of see what, you know, Toronto's been able to do and kind of keep up with what Golden State has been able to do so far. Um, you know, I'm not too sure – how much you've watched. I know, obviously, we say it every time we talk to you, you say that. Oh, you, know. you say that every time, Paul. I feel offended. I mean, I, 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 but it's a true fact, though, with you. I turn it on. <laughs> turn it on. You know, I still caught the end of that one. You know, it's just, it gets boring after a while. <laughs> watching the Warriors in every single year. And when LeBron's there, there goes my interest. But I think... These next two games are very important for Raptors and NBA fans that want to believe that the league, that someone else can win other than the Warriors. If the Warriors do dominate these next two games and win these next two games, I think you lose every little bit of hope that you have of a Cinderella team winning this championship. Because nothing's going to happen until this Warriors team splits up. This league is... Like, you have some really good teams. Like, that Nuggets team this year, yeah. really good. Yeah, that Portland team, really, really good. Really good, but they can never win because you got such a super team with Golden State. Those teams can't even go to the finals. No. And it just sucks. And uh, until that team splits up, get, I mean, look at the team they have. They have Cousins. They have Durant, who, who barely had played. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got... Clay, Curry, and then just you don't even talk about their bench. You don't even talk about Draymond, even. And then, you know? yeah, and Iguodala, very important players to this team. Yeah. It's just they pass the ball. They do have another big injury. That reminds me of one of the other injuries that they have. Looney is out for the rest of the series as well uh, with his leg injury that happened. Uh, so Bogut's going to have to step so. up. Oh, God. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> But when you got a team like the Warriors, it doesn't really matter. No. Uh, and I heard today 15 players have scored for the Warriors in this playoff. So people are stepping up. I mean, that's a deep that yeah. they're going deep. Not too many teams even play 15 guys. That's pretty much the whole roster, technically. Yes. 
they, think I think they do sixteen now with the two ways, and yeah. that's literally pretty much the whole roster. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole football team. Yeah, yeah. get like doing something, but that would be impressive. But uh, yeah, I mean, can't really say much until all these games play out. Um, I Draymond definitely stepped up against Pascal Siakam. Pascal was a big key part of that game one win. But in game two, it seemed like Draymond just woke up. It just seems like the Warriors just take everyone so lightly. And then they they realize they lose the game because they took them too lightly. They step up and uh, they show why they're the best team. And uh, Well, you just look at the roster, you know, they're the best team. But uh, it's a big summer. I, the Warriors are going to win this championship. It's going to happen. They're going to win the championship. It's just a big summer to see where these players land. If yeah. Durant stays, Thompson stays, the league's going to stay as a joke. Yeah, so it's kind of like the same thing I've said now, I feel like, a lot with this series. Um, do I think Toronto could win? Yeah, I mean, I think there's the, they have the better possibility of knocking them off than I think the past couple Cavs teams have. You know, that being said, I've said it, you know, to you, you know, when we've hung out, like, I'm still not going to believe it until I see a team other than Golden State actually holding the trophy at the end. You know, it, it they just have such a stranglehold on the, not so much the league, but just the brand of basketball they play. Like, it's, it can be damn near unstoppable some nights, and... You know, look at look at Toronto. Toronto was up by double digits at one point in Game Two, and the freaking Warriors went on a like twenty-two to like nothing run at one point in the third quarter, just strictly off of speed and making the three-pointer. Like it's crazy how they've just cornered that brand, right? And now we we've been saying this now for almost we have been saying it for pretty much five years now. Right, like how we're still astonished by it in some ways, and like how can we be surprised by it anymore? Some of us, right? Like I'll look at it sometimes still and be like, like how the hell are they just that much? Like whatever. Here's what I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. So say they do win their third in a row. Like that's a dynasty winning three in a row. Mm -hmm. Of their roster being so stacked, so all star heavy. Does it take away anything of their three straight championships? No. No. Not to me. Is it still a great dynasty? Yeah. Look at all look at okay. Look at the Spurs. They had kind of the same deal, right? They had their, you know, main three all were all stars with Parker, Ginobili, and obviously Tim Duncan. You know? You go wanna go back a little bit further, you know, you'll get the Bulls. Jordan, Pippen, and they kind of had like a rotating cast a little bit, like, but at the same token, they were all stars, right? Rodman, uh, he didn't make an all star, I don't think, but he was an extremely good player for what he was, and Bill Cartwright. Uh, go even further into the 80s with the Celtics and Lakers. They up, Lakers had Magic, Kareem, James Worthy, uh, you know, those are just the main three. Byron Scott made an all star team one year. And then the Celtics, obviously, you had Larry Bird, Dennis Johnson, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish. So, but were all those big I mean, threes you just mentioned were they drafted by their same team? Uh, no, no, but at least two of them were. 
Spurs all three. Spurs, Spurs drafted all three: Tim Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. Um, the Bulls drafted Jordan and Pippen. Yeah, you gotta remember before the Lakers, the Lakers drafted Magic and Worthy, and the Celtics drafted Larry and Kevin McHale. So you gotta remember before they got Cousins and Durant. Yeah, they won a championship and won seventy three games. They yeah, almost won another championship. Yep. Do you think they go to three straight more finals without those guys? Probably. Um, I think you can make a case last year. Maybe they don't because that Rockets team kind of didn't have an answer for Durant, really. You know, obviously you take Durant out of that equation, I think, last year. And I think Houston probably gets them. But, I mean, obviously we don't know from, you know, the the scope of it, we don't know. The Thunder team would have been good, too. Yeah, I mean, well, they that's a different story and different discussion because of the whole entire deal with James Harden. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, you bring that up and it's a good point. I mean, you kind of had the same deal, you know, in the East beforehand with you know the Heat. You know, we thought could anybody really take them down without, with or without you know LeBron? Really, to be fair, and you know. It, for the most part, I think, yeah, you could have, but, you know, we really don't exactly know. So, it's an interesting, you know, you asked an interesting question because I think we have, we don't ask that enough about teams throughout history, right? Is like, you know, how good are they actually really, like, when you boil down to it, right? Because... You look at like the starting five right now for the Warriors, and now they're going to be minus Clay and presumably the guy that they might have started in his spot with Looney, just by shifting people around. You know, now you got Steph, you got Iguodala, you got Draymond, you got Boogie back in the starting lineup, and you're probably going to have Sean Livingston in that starting lineup now. And you look at it on paper, and it's like, okay, you got really two what we call exceptional talents in Steph and Boogie. You got a very good player in Draymond, and then you got two, um, you know, for what they are currently still, you know, they're average players in that starting lineup. And so it, you look at that, and you think Toronto probably should be able to kind of at least keep pace with them for what they're doing with Kawhi. Especially Cousins has played a lot. Yeah, and now Cousins is back, and Cousins kind of carried that team for a little bit in that second half, specifically the fourth quarter. So, you know, it, it it's an interesting question, an interesting conundrum. People forget how good Cousins is. No, yeah, I mean, he's had two, um, you know, not devastating. One One's devastating. The Achilles injury is obviously devastating. Um, but the deal that he just had with, you know, his knee slash calf, pretty much, you know, those are two very significant injuries for a big guy going into, obviously, what is, he took the one-year deal really as a flyer to kind of prove himself with Golden State for this year. And now you, he's probably going to have to maybe do the same thing again because a lot of teams are going to be questioning it. Yep. And you know for a fact Golden State would love to have him back. <laughs> so... You know, we might get another couple of years of this Warriors team. We really might because nobody, I, I, 
I don't think we fully know what Kevin Durant's going to do at this point anymore. If he stays with Golden State, what's your thoughts? I mean, I disappointed. Kind of my same thing always. That I mean, yeah, you you can be disappointed. I don't, I don't have a really big problem with it. I mean, he's got to do him. Go ahead and do it. You know. But we could be dealing with more Warriors, yeah. runaway championships. If that's the case. I mean, I guess we have to bite the bullet. I somebody's going to jump ship at one point. You got to think. I don't know who who because they can't be. afford them all, and they're all going to no. want big contracts. Um, I mean, everyone's still pointing the finger really at Clay on that one. I'd probably have to believe it's him. Um, I think he proved obviously last game that he's just as good at Steph. I've made the case that I think he's a better shooter than Steph. Uh, in a lot of situations. I mean, Steph we can trust from three, but Clay you can trust from three and at mid-range. Um, Steph tends to get a little bit shaky once you get get him inside the three-point line, jump shot-wise. So We've seen Steph. If he's not on, he's not on. No. He has some bad games. Yeah. So it will be an interesting, Rare, I, it'll be an interesting uh, week here with these games. Um because you're I, you're going to see guys, I think, trying to prove themselves too at this point. Um, a lot of people dinging around. I guess Kawhi bought property in Toronto. You got Kevin Durant, a shirt that I think technically leaked via East Bay. So a lot of questions I feel like surrounding this series now and the players involved. So, but the only one that knows is himself. Yeah, or themselves really in this case. So. Should be interesting. Uh, obviously, game the series is knotted at one one. Um, game three is tomorrow. Yeah. Any predictions here down the set now? Because now we got a best of five, which should be interesting. Um, Honestly, I think the Warriors win in five. Really? Yeah, I think they blow them out these next. Well, not blow them out, but they're going to win pretty easily these next two games, and then it's going to put. Toronto's and dumps. I can't imagine Toronto not getting one in Golden State. Really? Yeah. Only because of the way game one played out. And now you're going to be, you know, potentially minus Clay. You're minus Looney, who's a big piece off your bench. Um, They need Kawhi to play. Yeah, I mean, the the thing, you, you need to hope consistency. You need to hope that the Warriors can stay consistent throughout the game. You know, that's what killed them in game two was just how off they were in the third quarter. Um, I think you also need to hope that Fred Van Fleet can still guard Seth the way he's been guarding him. So, um, you know, I'm going to say Warriors in seven still. I I think this Toronto team can give them a run for the money. But like I said, I until I actually see it, I will stick with Golden State. So, um, kind of wraps it up, I feel like, with that. Um, yep. Surprised we got as much out of you as I did, really, to be fair with that. Listen, I watch. I don't watch the whole game. <laughs> I, I watch. It's on in the background. It's TV noise. <laughs> yes. You're only there for Mike Green. <laughs> but do not be surprised if we're talking about a recap next week. No, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, that is a good point. One-year anniversary episode. And speaking of potentially giving recaps, this hockey series could be in the same situation. Because. Well, 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 it was our first episode. I think our first episode was about the recap. Yeah, our first episode was recapping those two. Yes. But they got it on. They were able to make, stretch it out because there was a lot of discussion about a lot of recaps in that you had. 
horse racing triple crown. You had that's right. the U.S. Open. Uh, so that's right. We did talk a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on. So. Well, maybe we will have to bring back some old clips. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of old and clips. <laughs> The Bruins and the Blues, man, locked it to... Um, You're right, this is going to be a good series. This has been... I put it on here this way because it really is. This has been a battle of of goalies and physicality, this series. It really has. Um, you know, Tuka Rask and uh, Jake Bennington have literally been uh, about as great of hockey players as you need them to be. In this series so far, outside of Bennington in Game Three, uh, when they lost seven to two, um, was not not the best, obviously. But you know, you tend to happen. He is a rookie. He has the fifth most saves by a by a rookie in NHL history for playoffs. Uh, number one is the great Patrick Waugh. So. Obviously, he's in really great company uh, in terms of that. Um, I bring up the physicality aspect of this because it really has. You have, you've had some. You've had a one-game suspension for a hit. Um, you've you literally have had guys going after each other. Uh, yesterday, when I first got on, was watching after work. I think it was it was either Krug or Beckus for. Um, oh no 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 no! What happened was. Uh, St. Louis took a shot. Tuka saved it. I can't remember who shot. It might have been. Sh- it might have been Sheen. Can't remember. But they gave Tuka a bit of a whack on the way by, on the hold, and you know they were that. A f- you know it was grab your partner and dosi do at that point. Um, it's the way it's always been. So I, I'm gonna run through the penalties quick from yesterday uh, to kind of show you what. Um, what I'm talking about here. Um, you have a high stick penalty against Boston. Uh, kind of uh, it depends, you know, the situation. High sticks can happen inadvertently, uh, really, to be fair. Uh, then it also against Boston, you have Clifton with an illegal check to the head on, on Tarasenko. Um, we have a trip, another high stick, slash, and then elbowing. Um, you know, really... You look at all these, and they were all penalties that came off of situations in which someone was hit or the goalie was whacked uh, on the way by after a shot or something like that. Um, This has been a series that has been very chippy, very physical. Um, You know, I thought it would be more... Not to say there hasn't been, obviously. I've heard of series that have a bit more skill influencing on it and... You know, the main headlines are, you know, the main stuff that you're seeing has been the physicality side of it, Uh, plus the goalies, which I said would be the other main factor, and the goalies have been stout the whole series. Um, You know, know, it's like a lot of people are questioning why you keep Bennington in for game four. Do you give him the break? Um, Put Allen in the net, a veteran for game four. And, you know, you got to give a lot of props to St. Louis for sticking with the rookie. And, he, you know, he showed out in game in game four yesterday. So, um, like I said, this series has been pretty much what, you know, you expect the Stanley Cup final to be. And maybe a little bit more at this point 
because you have that uneasy and you have that chippiness and you have players who literally want the throats of other players, it seems like right now. Um, so really, you know, this series, you know, I, I still think it'll go seven. I don't, I don't have a inclination to go any less at this point. Um, it could go six, obviously depends. Um, the series shifts back to Boston for game five on Thursday. Um, you know, whether or not, whether or not St. Louis can capitalize in Boston, I don't think it matters. I think they'll get game six back at home in St. Louis. Um, the home, having home ice advantage has such, it's such a big deal in hockey, having that home advantage more than any other sport. Um, that I think it will come down to Game 7, which is the only now-if-necessary game that we have in this series. Um, if that's the case, and that will be next Wednesday, and we'll discuss it that recap in two episodes. But um, like I said, I, I don't see a way that this doesn't go 7. I really don't. It's been a fun series to watch, that's for sure. Now, Paul. Yes. The Western Conference yep. has not won a Stanley Cup in five years. That's a good point. When they beat my New York Rangers. Shout out the LA Kings. The Western Conference has not beaten a New Jersey or New York area team in the Stanley Cup Finals since 2008. When the Red Wings beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Does this streak and does someone outside the New York City area get beat? In the Eastern Conference, by a Western Conference team, and actually those two two wins by the were both the LA Kings actually beat the Devils and yeah. the Rangers before 2008. So it's been since 2008 since the Western Conference has beat the Eastern Conference. That, what a stat! That isn't a New York City area team. What a stat that you just dished out. 2008 was 11 years ago. Paul, does the Bruins get beat? Yeah, like I said, I think the only way they do is Game 7. Um, I, I think this will be a toss-up these so next you, two games. You think I think it's going to be home teams running the tables these next two? These next two, yeah. And then once you get to Game 7, it's everything's off the table, right? Especially, especially in hockey. There's no greater, I think, Game 7 in sport than Game 7 hockey Stanley Cup Final. Just... The craziness, the nuttiness of it, you can't script what will happen. It doesn't matter. At that point, to me, it doesn't matter if you do have home ice. As much as it matters in hockey, the most in any sport, Game 7 does not matter. It's crazy, and you got to love it. Kind of hoping for it. So <laughs> Actually, let me check when the last time that was. For a Game 7 in hockey? Mm-hmm. For a Stanley Cup? When do you think it was? It was 2011. So that would mean it was the... It was when the Bruins beat the Canucks. Yes. What a great what a great year that was of hockey. Tim Thomas. <laughs> wow. Bringing me back to... What is up with what? Why can't the Western Conference compete? I've looked through the list like the last few decades. Why can't the East, they compete? I mean, the East is dominating. Well, let me... Is it because they have what? less teams? No, no. They <laughs> actually they have more teams technically than the East. No way, they have one less team than the East. But 
Yeah, that's right, because they added LA, yeah. added Las Vegas. But they're getting one with Seattle, so. Oh. Which will put them at even at that point. You know, it's an interesting, um, interesting question. I, I guess I've never really truly thought about because, you know, growing up, Detroit was technically in the West, so I don't really. And they were the last. Yeah. Other than the Kings. Do I? Th- I don't think they're. Right. I don't know if they're necessarily at a disadvantage. Um, I feel like it's the same thing with every sport. We kind of had that East Coast bias. You know, most of the population for the country is on the East Coast. You know, we're primarily, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night when those games come on during the weeknight. I think the problem with the West is they just don't have a dominating team. No. They're all good teams. Yeah. You had the big names, you know, Crosby, the Penguin era. Yeah, the Ovechkin, Lightning this year were dominating. Yep. You know, the West has never had like that. I think I besides think, Red Wings, I think the thing. difference though in hockey is like when a team gets good out West, it's the teams we don't that don't get the coverage, like Winnipeg or Nashville. I mean, look at expansion teams so, in the finals. Last yeah, year. even like Vegas, even for as great as they were doing, like they were rarely on national TV. Yes. even that first year. They do so. They do advertise the East a lot more. Well, yeah, I mean, you're all, like I said, you have bulk majority. You know, most of the population in America and in Canada is on the East Coast. So of course you're going you're going to market the hell out of you know the Bruins, the Rangers, the Maple Leafs, the Canadians. You know, you're going to market the hell out of those teams as opposed to Vancouver or San Jose or yeah, Colorado, Arizona. You know what I mean? Like Winnipeg. Yeah, so you know, I I don't know if it's necessarily like the East Coast bias, but um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with you get out east, you have, I think you have a lot closer competition within each now division um, than you do out west. You get out west, you know, it's not to say it's top heavy, but you know, you know, you kind of have the same players every year. You know, you have. You know, you say you have the same teams in every year, or usually the same talent every year. You know, San Jose is San Jose for the past almost a decade. We've been waiting on. You know, Nashville's had now a couple, a few, a line of years of success. Chicago for a while, obviously. You know, now they're in a little bit of a downturn. So, you know, I I think it's a little. I think it's a combo of a couple different things. East Coast bias. You know, talent and team-wise kind of stays the same. So, One thing we can appreciate about the NHL and the NBA, you get different teams in the finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get different. You get a different look at it every year. You really do. So, I think that kind of wraps up. Predictions for you? Did you say anything? Mm, no, but I think Bruins went in seven. All right. I, was well, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. So, I mean... So you do think the Bruins are going to Yeah. Win. So we will be talking about it still. Yeah, I think we'll still be talking about it next week with the Game 7 the next day. So uh, Then mine will go to our uh, next topic. It's been a while, as I said off the top of the show, since we've discussed. Does Chris really Davis have a hit? <laughs> Chris <laughs> Chris Davis, Chris Davis actually had like a weird like three week. Once he got the hit, he was like one of the hottest hitters for like three weeks. It was nuts. So, hey, that's baseball. Baseball is weird. 
So weird, in fact, that the NL might be the tightest friggin' race we've seen in years. And the American League might be set. Yeah, and the American League is, <laughs> I mean, you're either good or you're bad, <laughs> you know. It's been like that the last few years yeah. now. Uh, this year has been, for the AL anyway, this has been a really weird situation of it because um, we thought Cleveland would be that team in the Central, and they're not. It's Minnesota at the moment. Uh, but other than that, you know, out west it's Houston, and in the east it's Yankees, Yankees kind of the Red Sox. We oh, don't yeah, know what the true. hell that team is really about. That's true. Um, Tampa, Tampa's hanging around still like I think many of us sort of thought they would. I think a lot of it has to do with that pitching staff. Other than perhaps, unfortunately for you, Nick, former Pirate top prospect Austin Meadows. is killing it. He is. He has the second highest batting average in the big leagues at three fifty seven right now. Ooh. Got to hurt and for Tyler you. Tyler Glasnow was pitching a while yeah. for a little bit there. Yeah. So, and how's Chris Archer doing? Chris Archer? He actually just had a good start, but not good. Five yeah, Chris though. Archer is very much so buried in the, uh, he's he, not even top 50. He's got 50. two wins, five-something in the ERA. Yeah, not looking good. Not looking good. Too much pressure on him. You think? There is a lot. I mean, they gave up three of their, their better prospects for this guy. And there's a lot of pressure on him. And he's such a nice guy. He's already helping out except with to, except to Derek Dietrich. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Derek Dietrich deserved it. So I'm not getting my Red fans, the Reds audience upset this week. All right, Paul, Paul, you're setting me up here. You're getting the Reds I'm audience. I'm not setting you up. I'm just. i You. You said he's a nice guy. I'm sorry, Mr. Russo. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just pressure on him. You know, he's such a nice guy. Already helping out in the community. You feel bad for him. You want him to pitch good. It's hard to believe he's 30-something years old. He looks like he's 25. But it just hasn't worked out with that trade. But you know what a trade that has worked out is the McCutcheon trade. Mm-hmm. Except the one reliever they got tonight just got bombed. But anyway, it'll be okay. McCutcheon, get well soon. Yeah, that was a rough, mm-hmm. rough injury to uh, see uh, yesterday. Um Actually had him in my DraftKings lineup last night and um, did not play out as I had hoped. Unfortunately, you killed so, him. You killed him. Sorry. sorry. Well, yeah. Let's talk about people that actually are playing. Yeah. Um. So Nick, we had this discussion over the weekend. So we'll start. I'll, you asked it to me, so I'll pose it to you though this time. Um, I think a lot of people are obviously saying Bellinger. And Yelich for MVP, but there is a guy in Pittsburgh. There is a guy kind of making some noise. You know, the last about five days have been a little bit rough on him, admittedly. You know, it's June. But Ever, hold was, on, May I'll, was good. I'll bring it up. But the man had about as good of a May as you can get. So can we can we put Josh Bell in the MVP conversation? Yes, you can. Okay. Because in May, that man was. Landslide MVP. Oh, this is an inside joke. Because his brother. Shots fired. His brother said Bellinger's a landslide fired. MVP in June. But in May, Bell was a landslide MVP. You know, It's going to be May. He's one of three players in MLB history to have 12 doubles and 12 home runs in the same month. The other two, Paul, Hank Aaron, and Frank Robinson. That's Henry Aaron to you. Yes, so... uh you know, he had a hell of a May. Him and Devers won players of the month. 
Congratulations to them. Josh Bell is the first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That is my team. And if he keeps it up, he could be in the case for MVP. But the only problem with Bell, compared to Bellinger and Yelich, uh, <laughs> is that Bell's team has to win ball games for him to be MVP over a Dodgers team that is clearly going to win ball games, and they're going to win a lot of them. So uh, I think that's what's going to hurt him. He could put up the numbers just slightly slightly worse than Bellinger, and that's just not going to be enough. He's going to be a, a good case, but he might finish second or third. I don't know, Paul. What do you, do you have anything? Takeaways? So unlike Pat, I feel like at this point I'd go with Yelich as my MVP. Landside? No. Say it. It's very Just say it. no. I'm It'll not. Make you feel better. I'm not because it's an extremely close battle <laughs> out west where I think you can make a case for many people. Uh, Bellinger, Yelich, Bell. Um, you also have a couple other guys that you probably Might say your boy. Wh- who's my boy, Arenado? <laughs> obviously, you can throw Arenado in there. Hitting wise, he's obviously doing great. Um, even though he's on a very bad team, Jeff McNeil is getting overshadowed by it. He's having a very great year for the Mets. Uh, currently batting three thirty-three. Um, you know, he has the same amount of doubles as Bellinger at 13. Um, he doesn't have the home runs, obviously. He's not a power guy, but, you know, he's playing extremely well, all things considered. Um, he probably won't get the credit he really probably deserves in that case um guy you probably also never heard of in colorado that's doing extremely good so far as here david deal um and then you also have a couple other usual suspects like justin turner and freddie freeman the nl i think is extremely close in the mvp i don't think there's a runaway you should not use the word landslide no no landslide no runaway um yeah like i said i go yelich at the moment but I mean, a guy like Bell is getting no recognition and when he's literally pumping out some great numbers right now. So, some interesting stuff there. Um, it's weird because, you know, you got Bellinger. He's the one yeah. with the average. Yeah. Yellich is the one with the home runs. And Bell's the one with the RBIs. Yeah. And the doubles. Those are probably going to be – those will probably, if they all keep going at the pace, those will probably be the three main guys going for it. Yeah. So. And you could potentially, if they all keep it up – you could have three guys going yeah. for the triple crown. Yeah. And that's something you've never seen. No. Um, I want to discuss the AL a little bit, obviously. Yeah, let's discuss it. Because it's obviously you got status quo for the most part, except for. Trout, landslide? Except for MVP? maybe the. <laughs> Trout, landslide, no. How's um, this, this sabermetrics? Sabermetrics, man, I don't know, man. I don't. Sabermetrics, they're such a fluky. All right, we're doing too many inside shots at yeah. <laughs> this episode. Yeah, the AL is kind of weird. I, I don't know if there's a true exact front runner right now. Um, I'm gonna read off a couple names for you guys, and you probably have no idea who they were. I mentioned all the top Austin Meadows, obviously. Um, you have George Polanco out in Minnesota. Jorge Polanco. You have Tim Anderson for the White Sox. A guy who is having probably the year he needed to show that he's still got it in Michael Brantley in Houston. Um, David Fletcher for the Angels. Bregman and Springer. Bregman, Springer, DJ LeMayhew for the Yankees. 
uh, Hunter Dozier for Kansas City, and Rafael Devers in Boston. Those are all guys in the top 15 who are having great years, and I don't know who I'd take for MVP right now. I really don't. Um, no, that's wide open. It's it's literally wide open. And even then, you can go down a little bit and still see very other extremely great guys having great years. Trey Mancini in Baltimore been a great shining light on a team that's been historically bad so far. Um, Vlad, Vlad, well, Vlad Junior, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's just not yet. He's putting not people yet. in the seats. Yeah, well, not not quite. Um, <laughs> And then you want to look at standings-wise, I don't think we anybody thought that Minnesota have a 10-game lead in the Central right now. Um, the AL's been topsy-turvy. It's just weird with the AL Central, though, man. Yeah. You just you cannot judge the AL Central until the playoffs because yeah. of that schedule the Twins play. They play 19 times a year against the Tigers, the Royals, the White Sox, <laughs> and the Indians are just an average team. And we saw that, Paul, last year. Yeah, we did. Indians were a 90-win team. But they had such an easy schedule where maybe you could drop them down, maybe a 75-win team. And they got swept by the Boston Red Sox, who went out to win the World Series. So it proved in the playoffs that their division was weak. So, and if the and if the Twins get the Yankees, man, the history is just not there. Not in their favor, no. Especially in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they've lost like ten straight games yeah. to the Yankees in playoffs. Uh, Minnesota though does have the biggest run differential in the American League at plus one hundred six. Um, nice. Really, you have two absurd differentials going on in the American League right now. Houston's at one hundred one. So Miami's run differential is going to go up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean Miami. Miami's had a weird like week, like they've or two weeks really where they've played outstanding baseball. It's weird. Yeah, it happens. Um, Every team gets a little bit. Of so to stick with the standings a little bit, Nick, your Pirates are the only team in the Central with a minus run differential, yeah, minus sixty-eight. They've gotten blown out a few games. Yeah, they um, win the close ones. Cincinnati, this stat courtesy of John Russo. Cincinnati, despite being dead, la- despite being last in the division, uh, apparently has the. <laughs> lead. Whoa, bless you. No, thanks. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> you know it's the season finale. Something might be coming up. <laughs> uh, did you know that the Reds have the MLB's best average for runners in scoring position? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Well, I mean, are the Reds are what like six games back? The Reds are. Six and a half out of the division. How right many now. divisions have a second place team that's more than that? One, two, three. Three divisions yeah. out of six have a more. It's like what I said though, the beginning of the year. The Central is going to be that division to watch this year because everyone, every team, you could make a case for. There's not a dominating team in the NL Central this year. No. The Cubs are not dominating. The no. Cardinals are not like the same. Milwaukee hasn't dominated. No. Milwaukee needs more pitching. Yeah, but uh, so that's three divisions out of five other divisions have a second place team that's way out of it than the fifth place Cincinnati Reds. That's pretty something. Fifth place Cincinnati Reds also are closer in contention than the third place Boston Red Sox at eight and a half back in the AL East. Yeah. And then also, 
Well, I guess that's really the only big one. But, yeah. That's I mean, something. It, it's pretty naughty. I mean, you look at it, you can make say that with, like, every every single one. Like, you look at last place in the, the divisions, even in the NL, San Francisco's 16 and a half out. Like, They're going to be selling. Yeah. They will be. That will be interesting uh, with there only being one deadline this year to see how things kind of shake out. We already had um, that's right. one big deal happen with Jay Bruce going to Philly. So, um, the Seattle's been. Could be a lot more trades. Yeah, I'm about to say Seattle's kind of going to be on that selling spree the way it sounds. So, be interesting to see. And the GM they have. Yeah. Be interesting to see what. Um, how everything shakes out here in the month of June. Uh, this is really going to be the month, I think, where we'll see. You know who's for real and who's not. So, really a great month for us baseball fans. Fresh takes. Our final fresh takes. Uh, Nick, you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. So, Nick, final fresh take. I. It all. I was gonna. Oh, I was bad. gonna get like a little intro, but we'll work on it. We'll work my on bad. it. That's for next season. Next season. My bad. <laughs> but okay, so my final fresh take. So I've been eating out of lunch a lot lately since I've started my new job. You know, Seneca Falls has you know Seneca Falls is probably like probably like the capital of Seneca County. You know, it's 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 one of the biggest biggest towns here in this county. And I'm they a have four, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, they have a lot to offer to eat. But they could do so much more. It's like you're looking for that, like because what would you say? Like if what do you what do you have an hour lunch break? Yeah, I get an hour hour lunch break. So you're saying fifteen minutes at the most to drive to a place? Ten, fifteen, maybe ten minutes at the most if you really wanted to stretch it out. <laughs> so, I mean, there's really not that much to eat. But if you're looking for a place to go out to eat, there's something that you might want to add, you know. If there's one place you would like to add, you know, it's like maybe you want a Wendy's in Seneca Falls slash Waterloo. Maybe you want, I don't know, a Chipotle. Maybe you want um, a Red Robin or something, something you know. <laughs> Like I'm talking to you, Paul here. Yeah, no. What? <laughs> what is the one restaurant you would like to add to go to lunch here in Seneca Falls slash Waterloo? Bojangles. Bojangles. Why? Uh, if you've had it, you understand this is the best fried chicken on the planet. I've never been. Um. So. What's the closest Bojangles? Probably somewhere in Maryland. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit of a hike there. Um, but without a doubt, I'd be eating there like every friggin' at least once a week for sure. Like, that's not even a question. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, you know, maybe not for lunch per se, but I'd love a Waffle House. <laughs> you, you, where's the closest Waffle House? Uh, Coney out, Ohio. Well, just south of Coney out. So you want to add a Bojangles? Oh, no, that's a lie. Scranton, Scranton has one. Scranton has a Waffle House. Um, Here's what I want to add. Oh, okay. I want to add a Five Guys. See, the thing is, you you said Wendy's, so I couldn't really say Wendy's. So I was just yeah. Wendy's would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice to have a Wendy's here. But Five Guys, get that here. You know, get rid of uh, 
you know, get rid of what is there a Zuzu's? Is there a Zuzu's nowadays? No. What is there? Beast Cafe. Get rid of that. No. Beast Cafe is awesome. What a five guys there. No. <laughs> no. We are changing downtown, I swear. And open it to 3 a.m. Come on. Get the drunks in there. Jesus. And uh, I'll be there. <laughs> but uh, get a five guys. Those are the best burgers. Get all the peanuts in line, you know. Get the full bag of fries. You got to get the full bag of fries. Get a five guys in Seneca Falls. And if you can't do that, at least bring back Joe's Hots. Yo, we need, yeah. Damn. All right, Pete. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? Yes. It's too soon. Too soon. But, yeah. You know, a Wendy's would be nice. Five guys, Bojangles, Waffle House. Yes. Waffle House for our late night needs, too. Maybe a Panera Bread? Stop. <laughs> for, you know, those... God damn. Um, I don't know. Write in. You know, have we ever had a fan write in? No. Let's no, write in today. Come on. Drop a walk. comment. Drop a comment. Drop a comment is what they say drop these days. Comment. That's what the kids are saying these days. But uh, let us know what you yeah. want to eat for lunch or dinner. Just add it in Seneca Falls, Waterloo. What do you want to add? One restaurant. What is it? We'll get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get one of them. <laughs> Imagine if we got Bojangles for you. Oh, I'd, I'd be in heaven. <laughs> All right. Fresh take. We'll now go to my final fresh take. Um, Is this sad this week? No. No. It's me actually kind of ranting. It's about MLB service Ooh, time. I know. If you've heard about this before, you've heard it literally for the past five years. Let the kids play. We want Vladdy Jr. We want all these young, awesome guys coming up. Make the game cool. Make the game fun. Like, look, it's bull that we have the MLB out here doing what the hell they're doing with the service time, like, BS. Like, we got robbed of some Chris Bryant time. We got robbed of Bryce Harper time. Now we're getting robbed of Vladdy Jr. time, obviously. The Mets were the only ones who did it right. How were the Mets the only ones to get it right for a change by just having Pete Alonso up the whole year? Let the kids play. Get rid of this nonsense at the next CBA. Let the guys just freaking get their money and play. Who cares? The teams doing this are freaking jackholes. Like, come on. The Brewers just did it with their one second base. Yeah, with Uria. Just let them play. Pirates always do it. Freaking Yankees. Well, we don't have anyone to really put anywhere right now, but we did it with freaking Sanchez and Judge. Freaking, if it's going to be a lost season, just let them come up, put butts in the seats like they're trying to do in Toronto, even though it's not really working that way. <laughs> just look, let the kids play. We need we need the young guys on baseball. We need these guys who are young, who get it, who get Fortnite and all that nonsense. Let them play. We do probably have a lockout coming up here soon. We do, probably, yeah. So uh, maybe they'll change the rules. Uh, let's change the rules. Let's make this a better game. Let the kids play. Exactly. Let them play. Welcome to my side. Let them eat at five guys. That know? was a hell of a rant on my part there for a second. Yeah, you know, it wasn't your best, but it was a good rant. It was loud. <laughs> I felt like more than anything. It was a B-minus rant, but it was all right. The stew got so strong in all of us. And that's first takes. Yeah. So uh, we thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Um, it's been a great season. We got, yeah, so we're hopefully going to get... Pat and Matt, I think, on for next week for our one year. 
anniversary deal. Um, don't know what we'll really have in store. Obviously, we'll discuss some things. Maybe we'll discuss. I might have some surprises. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what we fully got in store, but um, who knows? Um, it's really been an awesome year. We'll probably discuss more of that, obviously, next week. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, Nick, Tassaru, who are you shouting out today? Oh, today's shout out. I'm going to shout out my college friend, Blake Crawford. Hey, Blake. Um, he is in my fantasy baseball league, and he is now in first place after winning six in a row after his 0-3 start. Good job, Blake. The kid has never even heard of baseball until this year, and he's shocking the league by storm. Shout out, Blake, and he has Josh Bell on his team. Shout out Josh Bell as well. Double shout out, Blake and Josh Bell. Wow. Player of the month, player of Blake's team, reason why he's come around. <laughs> shout out, Blake. Have a good one. All right. I'll take it from here, I guess. That was the Fresh Takes uh, podcast here with Russell and Police here on Fairway One. If you haven't already, you should like, share, subscribe, all the fun stuff. Download the Finger Lakes One app. Get all your news right to your phone. It's awesome. Uh, With that in mind, we will catch you guys here next week for the one-year anniversary episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. (laughs)